Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, before we jump into a special Thanksgiving edition of the show, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Saturday Neon, where you can use the code $10 off your purchase. And this has got to be one of the best Christmas gifts you could buy. Uh, we had a couple of these sent to the DNVR bar, and they are absolutely beautiful. We've got a Buffs one, which is extra beautiful, a Rams one, which uh, has a good personality. And all of these are super, super awesome. Uh, LED neon signs, amazing Christmas gift. It comes with a dimmer remote, so you can choose just exactly how much you want it to glow. Uh, and it's not just Buffs and Rams. They have a ton of different teams that they represent over there. So use that code DNVR, get 10% off, and get you a beautiful Saturday neon sign to rep your squad. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach May, Sake at the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. None for still waiting for, well, bring on the chase. Out on the field at Mile High, Broncos win is our desire. Couple with Breck, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Alright, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast, Thanksgiving edition. Of course, presented like all of our shows by MSU Denver Online. MSUDenver.edu slash online is the place you can go to scope out all they have to offer and when you use the code dnvr sports they will waive your application fee so check out our friends over at msu get that online education so you can further your work career get further down that path uh and of course if you're working a full-time job already there's no better place to further your education than at msu denver because msu denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution it's msu denver edu slash online my boys happy thanksgiving a little thanksgiving special i'm so pumped to be rolling with you guys and of course so thankful for every single person that rolls with us on this podcast and so thankful for the both of you for making it happen well put well well said zach happy thanksgiving wherever you are even if you are in a part of the world listening to this that doesn't celebrate thanksgiving we still want you to have a great day, great weekend, and we're thankful for you riding with us day after day after day through some uh, 
tough Broncos times. And, you know, we give you our full permission to take the day off. Um, exactly. And, you know, if you're in uh, England or Australia, any of these places, um, you can just tell them, hey, this Broncos podcast that I listen to, <laughs> to over in the States said I can have the day off. And I'm pretty sure that'll work. So, and, and Ryan, on top of that, what, one of the great things about Thanksgiving is obviously it's always on a Thursday. So you get Thursday off. But from people overseas, a lot, some people try to go back to work on Friday, but no, no, no. I mean, you, you just pretty much get Friday off too. So you can tell your employer that not only do you get Thursday off, but you also get Friday off a nice four day weekend. That's courtesy of, of the, uh, the company and country. Yeah. Uh, I've got a bet show tomorrow and a buffs post game show tomorrow to do with Henry. So no, no, no Friday off. <laughs> Yeah, the Broncos, the Broncos, not only do they have tomorrow, they've got today, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, football, this is my take of the day. Football teams need to stop trying to be so tough. Um, Ugh, don't it, take it, themselves so seriously. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I get it. It's all really important and every rep matters. But, like, you can just let the players have Thanksgiving and Christmas off. Nothing, nothing will happen. No, I, no one I completely will agree. <laughs> Unless you have a game that day, you probably yeah. shouldn't take it off if you have a game. But if you don't have a game, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's so weird that like of all the things, like obviously there's jobs that don't have off today that are actually important, like doctors and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, first responders. Um, but of all things that has to be at work today, professional athlete is not one of them we get we got to rethink this yeah i mean why why can't they just rearrange the schedule for this one week and say all right the off day is going to be on thursday we're gonna do wednesday on tuesday thursday on wednesday and actually the thing is around christmas sometimes the broncos have done that they've just said all right we're gonna skip this day and we're just gonna we're gonna do our, we're going to, we're going to have our off day earlier and we're going to have our, uh, and we're going to do our Friday work on Saturday or whatever, but no, can't, no, no way, mate. You can't, uh, can't mess with the routine. That could, I, oh, that could change everything. The NFL is so weird with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Vic, Vic's skin is crawling, having to move meetings up today. I'm sure that's yeah. throwing the routine off too much for his comfortability. And this so, is so. why uh, I've never had a Thanksgiving off in my professional life. Yeah, because (laughs) it must happen. We must we must stay on schedule on Thanksgiving. It's so silly. silly. Anyways, that's my take of the day. But the Broncos are going to practice today. They'll practice tomorrow. They've got a game on Sunday. And it is so weird. It feels first of all, it feels like it's been forever since they played. Um, And it is just so weird how big this game is, because I don't think the hype reflects the um, importance. You know, I don't know if I've ever in my life seen a Broncos game that was underhyped. Like, you know, this we obviously live in a Broncos town and everything revolves around the Broncos here in Denver. Um, but I, because of that, it, it, mean, it, it has usually resulted in every game gets overhyped. And this is the first one ever that is so big, so important, and it's not being discussed as that, you know, and maybe it's for good reason, but all we can all do is just like talk about the dysfunction of the team and 
that and the other thing. And like, meanwhile, they're playing a massive game to go over 500. And as we've talked about multiple times this week, then give themselves a chance to take first place in the division next week. It's just absurd. The, no one's talking about the game like that. Isn't it? I mean, literally, guys, this is the biggest game you could say that the Broncos have played since late in the 2016 season, nearly yes. five years. They're, yes. It's all in their hands tech, and, and technically. And yet after going through this desert, why on earth can't a lot of people just appreciate the fact this team is playing? And I, I'm going to put it in George Payton's words, relevant, meaningful game in late November heading into December. I don't know the answer, but I, you know, I think we're all guilty as well. We are, we Um, are, we are. And so like, uh, it's just a vibe. It's a vibe around the team that, you know, I just don't think anyone in their heart of hearts believes that this team is legit. And the only thing that this team can do to change anyone's minds, go out there and win this game and, and prove it. Uh, And as funny as it is, like if there was ever a team where you can just catch them on a bad day, it's the chargers. Like, they don't always look like the team that we saw in primetime the other day. Um, sometimes they just go out there and they just lay eggs. Sometimes they their defense just, you know, lets them down. Sometimes they have massive errors on special teams that completely turn the game. So it's funny to say it, but, like, I, I don't necessarily expect this team to win, but I don't. I also wouldn't be surprised if they did. Guys, at the end of the day, uh, like once the season's over, typically point differentials will, will really give an idea of what the team's record is. You know, it, it, in the first four weeks, a team can have a negative point differential, but have a winning record. That's tough to come by at the end of a season. And when you look at the AFC West, the Chiefs have really taken off in, in the AFC West in terms of point differential and, you know, wins four game win streak right now. But second is the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos have a positive point differential. The Los Angeles Chargers have a negative point differential. Guys, they're averaging 26 points per game and giving up 26 and a half points per game. Their offense, we saw it last week, guys. Their offense can be as explosive as any offense in the NFL. They dropped 41. They put up 42 times, almost put up 50 against the Cleveland Browns many weeks ago. Uh, So their offense can be there. But also, guys, their offense has duds. They put up six points against the Baltimore Ravens. Six. The Broncos haven't even done that this year. Uh, They put up 20 points just two weeks ago. Those are incredibly beatable numbers. And their defense, guys, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Their defense has a ton of talent, but something is not clicking yet with that defense. They're giving up 26 and a half points, which makes them a bottom five defense. So when you look at this team, and, and my point is, This is a very beatable team, despite having a winning record, despite having Justin Herbert, you know, the second best quarterback in the division, despite having Joey Bosa, this team is still trying to put things together and they still find ways to charger it. It's pretty incredible how that is just sticking with them, no matter what they do. Yeah, it it really, really is. Um, Even with Justin Herbert, like I think Justin Herbert is actually might actually be better than people think. Um, but he's not necessarily getting the credit for it just because the chargers keep chargering. Um, like I think if you put Justin Herbert on the Steelers or something like that, like he's an MVP candidate. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, the way that this team just 
you know, they kind of remind me of my own golf game. It's like it, they can, I can just never, if my drives are going, you know, going well, there's something wrong with my approaches. If I'm spraying the driver, I'm hitting great irons. If, <laughs> if both of those things are going right, I can't putt or chip that day. It's just, that's, that's how they seem on a, on a game in game out basis. Even last week, like Justin Herbert puts out a historic performance and meanwhile, they, you know, almost choke that thing away, letting Ben Roethlisberger rack up points and points and points. 24 points in the fourth quarter is what you said, Zach? Yep. Oh, my God. That's that's <laughs> almost unfathomable in the, in the National Football League. And that they um, still won. Yeah, it, it's, it's really, really crazy. Um, so, I don't know. I... I I'm going a little bit back and forth on this one. I don't know if it's a, if it's a done deal that, that the, uh, the Broncos aren't going to win this. They, I can absolutely see a path similar to honestly, uh, you know, the Cowboys game where you just, you get a little momentum early and it completely changes the game. And that's like, you know, you guys have probably heard me say this before. Um, It's one of those things where, you learn something new about a sport. I feel like every year you watch it. And this year I've, uh, what I feel like I've learned about football is the first quarter is so important. Um, And really the first two drives can just completely change a game uh, depending on what happens on them. And, and so for the Broncos to me, that, that is, you know, the non, you know, football specific, key to the game is find a way find a way to score first put a little pressure on them get a fluky Shelby Harris tip ball interception uh and and then run with it from there so then Ryan my question to that is why do the Broncos defer and I I get it maybe you catch a team that's sleeping and they when you defer they say they'll kick and then you get it in the second half or you you want to receive the second half kickoff but guys this team is so slow it's starting uh in the past so many years why don't why don't they just receive and say we're going to go and try to win this game uh from the get-go is that something that Vic Fangio needs to change this week maybe but the thing is I, I I get why you do it because everybody likes the potential for you know for the two for one around halftime where basically you can run out the first half and then go to halftime get the ball in the second half and then and then take control and then you got you basically giving yourself an extra possession so i i get that the thing is though zach and 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 rk this team is so bad on opening possessions do you really want them taking the ball on the opening possession? I, yeah, I was going to say, in theory, I do. I want them to stay one of these times. Let's go take a lead and give and give our defense a little bit of cushion to work with. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know how many games we're up to in the Pat Shermer era now, like 26? And it's Ish, one in 25. Yes. One in 25 in those Un- games. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> I mean – it's... But guys, on the flip side, the Broncos defense also hasn't been that good at stopping teams on the first drive. No, so true. if you kick and they go down and score a touchdown or a field goal, then you get your offense out there and they go the quick three and out and then they get the ball again and score and you're down 10 to 14 points. Well, then by the time Pat Shermer gets the ball for his second drive of the game with like three minutes left in the first quarter, 
he said, see you, Javante Melvin. You guys, you, <laughs> you guys might as well just stay on the bench because we're not going to run the ball. I mean, it is just miserable. And it, it's, it's really crazy because I'm going back and forth on how to convince myself uh, to take the Broncos, to take the Chargers. And there are just so many things for both of these teams that I can convince myself this Broncos secondary has really stepped up of recent. And what do we say? This game is about, it's just about beating Justin Herbert. It's about slowing him down. This Broncos team, especially their secondary can do that. But then I also think about this offense and how bad it can be. And then I also think about what, what, what the Philadelphia Eagles, that's the last thing I have in my mind is what they did to this defense. So I, this really is a toss up game. And I think the, the spread of two and a half points kind of suggests that. Yeah, do you guys, speaking of that Eagles game, do you guys think there's any chance uh, that Teddy gets booed? Yes, ab- absolutely. Especially. Not, I mean, like, out of the gate, not just, like, after a couple mm. bad plays. He has a very, I'll bet he has a very short rope, like you said. If there's an early bad play, then okay. I think the crowd, like the crowd's going to turn. I mean, look, I mean, this crowd has a pretty low threshold for turning. I mean, I recall like last year when there were only 5,000 people in the stands and drew through an early interception against Miami, a game where he actually in the end, some played pretty well, but he had that early pick and there were only a few fans there, but you could hear the booze. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I, I was, tr- I think you're right. It's I, to me, it's teetering on it. If he gets booed, like coming out of the tunnel. Oh, they, I, I think they'll introduce the defense. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. They'll, they'll introduce the defense. And I don't think, let's say he does get introduced. I don't think there's going to be cheers. Now, maybe not audible yeah. boos, but I, I think it's going to be incredibly underwhelming and disappointing for a Broncos starting quarterback. Yeah, and then first third down throw that goes short for the sticks is, yeah. is inciting the boo birds, unless they just get off to a hot start. And something on top of that, talking about the Eagles game, Drew Locke was not at that game. So they could not be chanting Drew. They, they, the booze weren't, didn't mean as much. And I know a lot of people on Twitter were saying, put Drew in, put Drew in. He wasn't even at the stadium. Now, though, Drew's going to be there, guys. And if Teddy really struggles, there's still a lot of Druthers out there that are, that are going to be, be, be chanting his name or booing Teddy in order to get Drew in there pretty crazy it's uh, it's such a you know the same people that those are the same people that were booing drew last year (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's short-term memory loss that's what the uh that's what the quarterbacks need too this town eats its quarterbacks like some animals in the wild eat their young i could not agree more i've said it a million times it's Playing quarterback in Denver is just a little, and I'm sure there are other places like it, but mm-hmm. it's just a little different than other places. Like you got all these different teams who loved Teddy Bridgewater, you know, like everywhere he's gone, he came out loved and he's going to leave Denver hated. Yeah, well, he, Unless he, he can turn this thing around. Unless, he's got to make it a playoff team. I mean, but yep. the thing is it's, he probably, I don't think it was kind of a hate uh, maybe in some circles, but, but overall until the Philadelphia game, it was more like just nah, nah. but then there's that there's that moment, that single visceral moment. And it's gonna the only way he can erase that is by getting this team to the playoffs. That's yep. it. That's 100%. the only way he can take he can take that off the ledger. 
And if not, it literally will be what is remembered about the, the quote unquote Teddy Bridgewater era mm-hmm. forever. Like 10 years from now, we'll be doing a podcast talking about, yeah. And then there was the, the Slay play. Funny enough, guys, last night in our Madden League, I have Darius Slay. I was playing against the Chargers. The Chargers have Teddy Bridgewater. He threw me a pick. And then he kind of like, after he like followed through on the throw, he went out of bounds. And there's like a glitch in the game where if you go out of bounds, it won't let you come back in. <laughs> so literally, Darius Slay runs right by Teddy Bridgewater. Oh he doesn't my. do anything. Oh. And I take it to the house. It was that unbelievable. Is- it's oh. insane well good good for uh we, we got to give madden credit typically madden is terrible at updates and uh keeping the game fresh they they certainly uh they certainly lived up to that one although going straight going straight to the sideline isn't that more of a sudden thing that's true yeah. it's a little com- little combo <laughs> move there uh, guys in the, uh, the all right guys super I- really quick ryan the super sad thing is when we talk about the Broncos winning this game or potentially, you know, being in the mix for the AFC West, people are so out on this coaching staff and so out on Teddy. So many people, more than I've ever seen before, with it being a competitive game still, where the Broncos are still in it for this season. So many people are saying, ah, a win would actually not be good because I want to see this thing blown up. And it's just so crazy. It just adds to what we talked about at the beginning of this pod of just, this, this team is still in it right now. Now, if they lose the next two, we're not going to try to convince you that they're still in it uh, and fighting for the division. But right now, they legitimately are. All they have to do is beat a six and four Chargers team. Uh, that's two. That's that's three and two in their past five games. They have to beat them at home to then legitimately have a winning record and be going into Kansas City to pull off a huge upset that would put them at the top of the division. And then they get the Lions after that. Yes, exactly. So we could be through. I mean, again, I'm not predicting it, but you win this game and all of a sudden you are staring at nine and six or that's all right at eight and five. Uh, It's right there. It's just right there in front of you. Maybe Uh, nine and five, given how the Raiders are going. Yeah, it it is. This is about as you know, teeter totter game as they come, you, you know, you win this thing and you could flip it the other way and you could be off and running. You lose this thing. Now you're like desperate against the chiefs in arrowhead that never works out well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and then who knows what happens against the lion on the, the lions on a two game wins their losing streak. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. So let's get down for our uh, Broncos predictions here. Time to make an official prediction boys give me a score a mace i'll start with you there are things i can't get past you you mentioned kind of the chargers weakened weaknesses how they're shaky on defense broncos have won seven of their last eight home games including the playoff game back in january of 14 against these chargers i think the chargers are gonna find a way to lose this game Oh my Let's God. Go. Let's go. Let's Bronco, go. Broncos 30, Chargers 27. Wow. Ooh, the Broncos I for 30 points. I love it. Yeah. I'm so in. I can't wait. It's going to be nice on Sunday. 30 points. Wow. I, I'm, get, I, I'm getting myself sucked in, but I'm also, I, I can't get myself past the fact that with the Chargers, stuff just 
happens. Now, eventually, there's going to come a That's point. That's my with, take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, eventually, there's going to, with Justin Herbert, they're probably going to reach a point where stuff stops happening. And you know what? Maybe I'll be wrong. And with that point, may have been last week that's kind of the, the fork in the road for this franchise but yeah until i don't know that we're there yeah. and again and this defense this is a this is a shaky defense the broncos should be able to run the ball and run the ball very well on it if pat Shermer just doesn't give in to his urges and instead sticks with two tight ends a heavy dose of javante williams almost as heavy dose of, of Melvin Gord gets them 30 plus carries. The Broncos win this game. Still a couple days left in November, Pat. Don't let, don't give in to your urges. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, man, I love to hear it. I got to hear what Zach says before I go and i go in on mine. Like I'm saying, guys, this is just one game that back and forth. I have no idea, but I got to give the nod to the quarterback and I got to go with Justin Herbert here. And this Broncos secondary has been a lot better, but they don't have my complete trust yet. And I just I got to take the better quarterback here, guys. And I think it comes down to the Broncos two minute drive at the end of the game. They're down 26 to 20 Broncos driving. They can't get a field goal, obviously need the touchdown and they get to like the 11 yard line fourth and six from the 11 and they just come up short and the chargers kind of break that curse of playing in mile high. Wow. You just like um, unlocked a dream I had from last night. That is so (laughs) weird. What's the dream? Was it that? pretty close i had a dream that i was standing like on almost like a balcony-esque um like that came off of the press box it was like an outdoor addition to the press box i like it i wish it was there (laughs) and um the broncos and chargers went to overtime and it was snowing and um for some reason like someone got hurt and Kyle Pecco had to go in. <laughs> Kyle <by>, Pecco? <laughs> yes. But he was sitting with us in the press box, like in street clothes. And I was like, dude, they like you have to go in, they need you. And he was like, Oh, okay, like I got this. And then like he like just had to like run to try and go put his pads on, but the game ended. Uh, and the Broncos lost like exactly like that. They were like trying to score on fourth down from inside the 10. Wow! If only they had Kyle Pecco in on the field, maybe they wouldn't would have converted. I think it was like if if they scored because it was like I don't know, college rules or something. <laughs> yeah. If they scored, they needed him to go out there. And it's a pretty good dream until the end. That was so weird. I I probably would have never thought about that dream again if you didn't say that little <laughs> scenario at the end. So Ryan, which way are you going here? Are you uh you rolling with Mace and the Broncos? Are you rolling with uh, the Chargers? I mean, you can't roll with the Chargers. It's you. It, you have know. to be picking Broncos. It's just a score prediction at this point. Did you guys hear what Dak Prescott said about the Broncos uh, just yesterday? I did not. I heard like last week, but what did he say yesterday? So he was asked yesterday, like two out of the last three games, your guys' offense has just gotten kind of punched in the mouth, like um what's going on here like was it do you think there's something that you could take from that 
and he was like, oh, I don't think these these uh, games were anything alike. Um, the Broncos, we just thought we didn't have to really try to beat them. Like, it was just going to be so easy. We just look overlooked them. And, um, and yeah, but, like, to their credit, they got us. The, the Chiefs, like, they're actually good. They actually <laughs> – um, And I was thinking, like, man, a lot of these Broncos wins are more about the opponent than it really is about the Broncos. Um, and while that was disrespectful of Dak, I don't think he's wrong. Um, I think that, you know, they laid an egg. I don't like, I think the Broncos deserve credit for capitalizing on it. But um, I, I do think that game was more about the, the Cowboys playing poorly than it was about the Broncos necessarily playing great. And so I, when I think of this game, I think, man, I think in 70% of scenarios, if you played this game 10 times, the Chargers probably win. But there's 30% where the Chargers just don't – they just don't show up right. Uh, and the way that this season has gone, it is so prime for this to be one of those 30% games. Because every time you want to count this team out, something weird happens. They're right back in it, and they suck us all back in just so we can get our hearts ripped out of our chests on Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. So th- this is, like, almost more about how that game just – it's we have to get sucked back in just so we can get let down in that game. Um, so I'm taking the Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos 27, um, 24. Ooh. And um, it's the opposite of what you said, Zach. Um, the chargers have the ball with a chance to go down and tie it. And they miss the game tying field goal uh, as time expires. Broncos win. That is just incredibly fitting for the Chargers. That's exactly how it would happen. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it would be it would be Justin Herbert leading a really good drive. Like yep. he has 27 seconds left and, and he goes the 50 yards he needs, all for it to be ruined by a kicker. That would just be so classic. Yeah, see, I feel I actually it's weird. I feel better if it's a late game scenario and let's say it's four points either way. I actually feel better if the usually I'd feel kind of nervous if the opponent had the ball, but if the Broncos were down four, I'd feel okay. They're in trouble because Teddy Bridgewater guys has not led a touchdown drive when his team is down four to eight points in the last five minutes of the game since 2015, he's Oh, for his last six on that and career two for 10 in scoring touchdowns in that scenario. So he was pretty good early but it's been very frustrating since then. So I wouldn't feel good if the Broncos were down, were, were down for if the chargers are down for honestly, I'm like, something's going to happen yeah. because yeah. they're the chargers. They're Something gonna will like happen. A, they're going to have like a touchdown that gets called back because the dude stepped out of bounds or something. There's, like there's going to be a holding penalty. There's going to be the, something's going to happen. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now I have to say, like, I I would be remiss not to say I also a hundred percent see a situation where the Broncos just get blown out. Um, Unfortunately, and, and you know, and that's the Jalen Hurts flashbacks that you're you're talking about, Zach. Mm-hmm. Like, if Jalen Hurts can put up thirty, Justin Herbert can put up fifty. Um, <laughs> but it, it like. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I would I, I will not be surprised if they just can't get a stop all game. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked either. I would not be shocked. And guys, if they get blown out after the game, 
you're going to need some Breck beers to get you through what you just witnessed. And you're certainly going to need some Breck brews that following Sunday when they go into Kansas City. Right now, guys, they're nine and a half point underdogs on DraftKings going into Kansas City. I can't imagine what that would be if uh, if the Broncos lose this weekend. It's going to jump over 10. And before the game, you're going to want some Breck brews when you're at the tailgate and you don't have to bring your own Breck brews. We got them at the tailgate. All you can have Breck brews. We're gonna, we have it all too. If if you like seltzers, well, good company is hard seltzer is the perfect one to go with. And I hope today, instead of wine, I hope you're going with a little strawberry sky or a hot peak IPA, something, anything you go with Breck brew is delicious and you're not going to miss out. And so of course, check out the tailgate, come by, get a Breck brew or two or three. And also if you're not in Colorado, can't make the game, Check out Breck Beer's Beer Locator to find out where you can find their beers in their specific beers as well. And guys, it is Christmas ale season. Get yourself a keg. That is a perfect thing. It's a little mini keg. They're all over in Colorado right now. Grab yourself one of those and you'll be good to go for a night. Also, I got to tell you about my snooze flip mattress from the friends over at Snooze Sleep. Um, I was, I was an idiot before sleeping on a trash mattress. Didn't even really know, uh, what a bad decision that was until the friends over at snooze sleep came and hooked it up with one of their snooze flip mattresses, the first ever four in one mattress. And I'm kicking myself. I can't believe it. it took me 29 years to realize that the mattress that you sleep on is pretty important. Uh, and this one is a great one, four in one got a firm side you've got a soft side you've got a cool side of the cover you've got a warm side of the cover for when it maybe finally gets cold in Colorado um, so check it out you gotta get one um, don't be like me sleeping on some garbage mattress from Ikea or something that you just penny pinched on and speaking of pinching pennies you can get a great deal from our friends over at Snooze Sleep when you get a queen mattress with an adjustable base, you can save 500 bucks. And you get a dual split king with an adjustable base, you can save 1000 bucks when you use that code DNVR. So head over to snoozesleep.com and get your snooze flip mattress today. Yeah, you want, you want me well-rested, especially for a day like this. So get the snooze mattress. You want me well-rested so when you carve your turkey, you make a perfect carve. You don't want to be like Homer Simpson with the electric knife and there's bits flying all over. You know what? That's what I used to be like when carving a turkey. And that's what I used to be like when I was trimming down below the waist. But, <laughs> and it was a mess. It was a disaster. There was, you know, yes, I'm, I will admit at one point there was blood. But, oh my God. Yeah, wow. that's bad, right? Yes. But then I got Definitely. manscaped. Then I got manscaped and no more, no more blood. Now you can carve like the finest of surgeons down below the belt when you've got the products from Manscaped. You can get in, of course, on their, uh, on, on their deal right now. You can get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code DNVR. And, of course, they have got their performance package that will ensure that instead of being a messy carver, that you can be a clean surgical carver down there of everything that's going a little bit too crazy they've got of course the lawnmower 4.0 and of course it's got the, the cutting edge ceramic blade it will reduce grooming accidents again there won't be blood when you use the lawnmower 4.0 properly 
It's a fourth generation trimmer. They've got advanced skin safe technology. They'll make sure that you're very, very careful. A 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch to, to engage a travel lock. And you can turn a spotlight on and off. So you know what? You turn that on, you can shave in the dark and make sure you're not going to have an accident. There's no 15 yard penalty for that clipping. Also, that performance package comes with the weed whacker. Like I've often said, the older you get, the more you're going to realize you need a nose and hair trimmer. If you're breathing through your nose and you hear a whistle, that means you've got some excess hair there, and that means you're going to need the weed whacker to take care of all that. That The motor and the weed whacker, by the way, it's 9,000 RPMs, a rotary dual blade system, and skin-safe technology to prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. And you trim there, and all of a sudden, you're not going to hear a whistle. It's just going to be nice and quiet and of course don't forget that in that performance package you get the crop preserver and crop reviver that's ball deodorant and ball toner they'll take your game to the next level and like i said you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code dnvr at manscaped.com look you don't want to go out on black friday you don't want to go shopping you want to do it right there in the comfort of your own home so you can sit back watch some of the college football on friday let all the hordes go to the malls just go to manscaped.com get the get get the front, the guys in your life, what they need with that performance package 4.0 so they can be carving like a surgeon. And like I said, 20% off with plus free shipping with the code DNVR when you go to manscaped.com. All right, so guys. guys. Yesterday we put out a poll real quick. I want to pay this off today. <laughs> um, the poll was serious question. How many Bronc or sorry, how many Chargers fans do you know? Almost 2,000 votes came in on this. 45% of people say they know zero Chargers fans in their life. 37% of people say they have one. So you put those two things together. That's 82% of people know zero or one Chargers fan in their life. Uh, 17% said two to 10. 1% just lied and said 10 plus. Um, <laughs> no, what 1% uh, is like a family member of a player. Right. And, uh, so, of course, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, they, they, they probably do know 10. That's Austin Eckler's family voting. Right. There. <laughs> right. Exactly. Having the Colorado tie. That is just absurd. 82% know one or zero. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. All right, guys. How much was it for one person for one fan, by the way? Because that's what I voted for. I know 37 percent. I couldn't remember. So I realized after the show, I did used to know a Chargers fan. I met one when I was in college, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he made the transition uh, (laughs) from from San Diego to L.A. Because he used to like text me on um, Broncos Chargers game day. I haven't heard from him uh, on those those days and years (laughs) yeah and that's the thing he's gone they lost yeah they lost so many in that transition and that's why they only had a few in the first yeah they well they had a lot more fans they they were steadily losing people because what happened in those last years people got fed up with the spanos family like look if you put the chargers back in in san diego tomorrow but did so with new ownership I think there'd be a full embrace. I think it, it'd be back to the way it was 20 or 30 years ago. They, they, it's not that San Diego was sick of football or sick of the Chargers. They were sick of the Spanos family. It would have been perfect. Justin Herbert has San Diego written all over him, like way more oh, than he has yeah. L.A. written on him. Yeah. Yes, he does, without a doubt. 
bummer. They really missed out there. All right, guys, got to get to our Thanksgiving picks here first, uh, and then we'll we'll pick the other AFC West game of the week. Um, but Zach, why don't you uh, set the slate for us and give us your picks? Well, crazy enough, guys, after today, there's no more AFC West games this weekend outside of the Broncos Chargers because the, the, the Raiders played today and the Chiefs are off this week. So it's pretty crazy. So we'll just we'll get them all done in one foul swoop. Bears three point favorites going into Detroit to play the Lions. Of course, the news comes out kind of surprised me. I thought we were getting a boil game, but Jared Goff is going to play. I had put my bet in, locked it in on DraftKings Sportsbook before this news came out. But you know what? I'm not too worried. I'm sticking with the Bears here at the minus three. I think it's actually ducked to minus two and a half with that news of Jared Goff playing because simply Jared Goff is not good. So that does not change my feelings on this game. I do have faith in Andy Dalton to get this done. Oh, it is Andy Dalton. Okay. If this was Jared Goff versus Justin Fields, I might change my pick. Um, no disrespect to Justin Fields. I just feel That's like exactly how I feel. Rookie quarterback <laughs> has a better chance of screwing things up. Yep. Um, <clears throat> quarterback who can run. That's the thing. Well, Fields. Well, Fields is a chaos quarterback. Chaos and things break down. He can keep it alive. Is Andy Dalton going to do that? Well, see, I don't. I, he doesn't want to. He's just going to take what's there and. There's going to be plenty there because it's the Lions. Um, so I guess I'll, I, I, this chain, I mean, really threw a wrench in the gears, but uh, I'll stick with my pick. Uh, Bears, Andy Dalton has just like a clinical game manager game, um, and the Lions screw it up. Give me the Bears. Yeah. But by the way, if it were Fields playing in, among eligible quarterbacks, these are the guys with the two lowest ESPN QBRs, Goff and Fields. Golf 26.8, Fields 25.8. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. It goes into something we've talked about before, though, which is like drafting a rookie quarterback is not a way to fix your quarterback problem quickly. Right. Um, and yeah. I don't think anyone's all that worried about it now. But, you know, it, it, it's so rare for a guy to come in and just win for you right away. Uh, usually they have to struggle for a year. And so whenever you're thinking about like the Broncos clock, if part of your plan is drafting a rookie quarterback, you have to kick the clock, you know, back another year uh, before you really start to believe in yourself as a contender. And I think everyone is at peace with that now, but it's also going to be a rough year. And if Justin Fields was doing that here, it would not be pretty. It would not be pretty. The discussion, um, Every week would be, is this guy a bust? Oh, yes. Yes, it would be. And especially for the Bears who traded two first-round picks for him. And what's crazy is I feel more confident in Andy Dalton than I do in this game if it were Justin Fields. And and that's kind of what you're saying too, Ryan. And that's just just weird to say it it feels wrong. And guys, before we jump into this next pick, which is the AFC West plus Thanksgiving pick. I got to make my pick first. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I'm picking the Bears. Picking the Bears. All right. So picking we're we're the Bears. Yeah. Vote of no confidence in the Lions. Sorry. Even yeah, with yeah. even with Goff. 
Yeah, even at home with Matt Campbell. I mean, it's just this just makes it so the Bears are or the Lions one less opportunity to get a win before the Bronco they before they play the Broncos. And boy, the Broncos lose the next two. People are gonna be so nervous going into that Lions game. <laughs> so true. And guys, really quick, you can get in on all of these picks over at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is, of course, giving you an opportunity to win $100 in free bets. If you bet $1 on any Thanksgiving game, you'll win $100 in free bets. If either team scores, that's all you have to do. So you're listening right now, mid-Thanksgiving, get in on this deal right now for the night game guys i guarantee you even the bears and lions there's going to be a point scored in the game so you'll just get a hundred dollars in free bets right there we're giving you the teams to pick too so might as well throw a bet on and then you'll win the hundred dollars in free bets and you'll win that game and we're telling you that the bears are going to take care of business if you're getting on the later games well we'll get to those picks in just a second so head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up to get this awesome offer for new customers who bet one dollar on any thanksgiving game they win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point that's promo code dnvr this today over at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see DraftKings com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and of course you also got to check out our coverage uh from the american raptors our guy colton strickler following that team around um they are traveling all over the world trying to get better uh and trying to help these guys uh who have come from all different sports to rugby to try and rekindle their professional sports career uh, and uh, hopefully uh, join Team USA one day. It's a really cool story. It's a really cool concept. Uh, and our guy Colton Strickler has you covered uh, on all of Colorado rugby, uh, but especially the American Raptors. So check out our coverage over there. Check out the American Raptors uh, and follow this team and see you know see if your favorite players from that team can make it big in rugby. And also, of course, check out more than just the Raptors, but everything going on in Denver sports over at the DNBR.com. You become a subscriber. Not only can you comment on our podcast, but you can read everything we've got. You can read me, my story, diving into what the Broncos have lost in terms of home field advantage and how we were talking about them getting better, maybe making a run. Maybe they could be nine and five after uh, after. 14, 14 games here, but the only way they do that is by figuring things or, or nine and five, nine and six. The only way they do that is by figuring things out at home. So you can check that out. And of course, like I said, comment on a podcast. And if you become a DNVR member and you want to come on down to the tailgate this weekend, you know what? You're going to get $5 off the tailgate price. It's already a great deal to come on down and get all the Breck beer you want, all of the sexy pizza that you want, but you get five, you get $5 lower on the cost of coming to the tailgate if you are a member. So that's one of many, many, many perks. Of course, another perk is if you do go to the tailgate, then you go back to the DNVR bar and you want a big beer, hey, you get it for the price of a small beer when you say that you're a DNVR member. So check it out. There's so many good things about becoming a DNVR member. So sign up and join us today. You, of course, get a free T-shirt. You get merch- you get merchandise discounts. Basically, it's all going to pay for itself in the wash. And then you can think of it as getting the content for free. So come on down, become a DMVR member today.
Absolutely. And guys, let's get to this Thanksgiving Day game plus AFC West game. We have the Las Vegas Raiders who, boy, are they raidering hard right now. I mean, we all thought the decline was coming at some point, and we are living in their decline right now. They are going into Dallas to play the Cowboys and who knows who the Cowboys are? I mean, it, what they they only had one loss before playing the Broncos, get blown out by the Broncos. Then they go and they blow out the Falcons. Seems like they're back. Seems like that game against the Broncos was just a fluke. And then they lay an absolute egg against the Kansas City Chiefs, guys. The spread is seven and a half points here. Who do you got? Yeah, I'm mad at myself because uh, when we made the graphic, I picked the Cowboys, and now I regret it. Uh, it's just too many points. Um, I think, actually, that the, the Raiders are going to cover the spread, but I already picked the Cowboys, so I'm going to stick with it. Um, I, 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 they have to get that offense rolling at some point, so maybe it's today against the stupid Raiders. <laughs> well, Ryan, I mean, I think what you said has some merit to it. The stupid Raiders uh, are not good. They scored 10 points last week. So all you need is the Dallas Cowboys to score 18 points in order to cover the seven and a half. But I agree with you. I think it's too many points. So I'm going to go with the Raiders here. But Ryan, to give you a, a well, actually, I'll, I'll throw this stat out after I hear Mace's pick. Yeah. The Raiders, by the way, the last two years in the six games they've had, they've played without Henry Ruggs, not only are they winless, but they're averaging 19 points a game. Wow. Oof. And sounds it, like the Broncos. It, yeah. It's a pedestrian, it's a completely pedestrian offense <clears throat> when he isn't out there. The last three games, guys, since they, they cut him after that terrible, uh, that terrible fatal accident in, in, uh, in Las Vegas that uh, that he was behind the wheel for, they have averaged 14.3 points per game. It's a Oof, bad, it's a bad offense. I mean, you can talk about their defensive woes because in those same three games, they've given up an average of 32 points per game. So they're lo- they've lost by an average margin of 32 to 14. Of course, last week, literally lost by 32, 13 over the last three games. This week isn't going to be any better. Dallas runs all over them. Give me the Cowboys by a bunch. I love it. Ooh, Ooh, I love it. Why? Because you're going to go counter? Yeah, I'm going. Ah! going I I think it's too many points now. I'm about to just blow my argument up in the face right now. But uh, the guys on Thanksgiving since 2005, the favorites are 32 and 14 against the spread. So that means you should absolutely be taking the Cowboys. You should absolutely be taking the Bears. And, well, we'll get to our final game in just a second. But that would point to me being very stupid right now and taking the Raiders and the points, especially that they're declining. I just, I don't know, guys. Derek Carr, I, th- I think he keeps it within a touchdown. And I love that that the hook is there with the seven and a half. Yeah, and that's that's what I keep thinking of. It's just, <clears throat> man, you know, I can see twenty-seven twenty with like a backdoor touchdown yep. at the end. Yeah, um, that's what that's what keeps popping into my head. Um, now, since I've taken both sides of this um, out loud, my my true betting advice is that it's a stay away game. Find a prop that you like or something if you want to bet on this one. 
I, th- that was my initial reaction to this slate. I love the Bears at minus three. I did not like this game at all. And I really like the the night game as well. And the night game, guys, the, the line has really shifted. And we'll get to that right now. Bills, six and a half point favorite now over a DraftKings Sportsbook going in to play the Saints. And I think they're without every single person. I think they actually called Kyle Pecco to come in this game for them because they are so depleted on the injury front. And, suit up. <laughs> and it's still within a touchdown. So who do you guys have here? Wait, the Bills are the team with all the injuries? No, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. The Bills don't have a single injury, I believe. The Saints <laughs> have all the injuries. Oh, man. Yeah, I think that this is a get-right game for the Bills. Um, just Josh Allen in prime time is always a little bit better. Um, I think he goes off for like four tuds. And uh, uh, DraftKings has an interesting special. The one that I worry about is Dak. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's a Josh Allen to have the most passing yards of any quarterback today at plus 300, I believe. Um, I think I I think I want to take it. I think I want to take it. Well, here's what you're going up against. You're going up against Derek Carr, Dak and Josh Allen. And so the fact that you're able to to eliminate half the quarterbacks, unfortunately, Trev, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be there uh, lead, having the most passing yards today. And then you don't have to worry about Andy Dalton or Jared Goff. So, I mean, the fact that you go from six to three, I like those odds. Yeah, yeah. I like it too. And still get three to one. Yeah. yeah. And, and of all those injuries that uh, you can go through for the Saints, of course, uh, they're without, uh, without Alvin Kamara, but they're out. Marcus Davenport, you know, Pat, Cat passing on might be without uh, Mark Ingram, but Taron Armstead at one tackle is questionable, and Ryan Ramchek with a knee is out. My this, God. this could be a really rough game for our guy, T Money Sizzle, here. <laughs> I'm worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, You're yeah, and we know him. what can How happen. Do you think we, I feel. We, <laughs> yeah, when he when when he, when poor T Money Sizzle takes a a rough hit, it can be disastrous. I just I feel like they might break Trevor physically. Oh, no. So oh, no. um, I got to go with the Bills here. But I'll look. I'll be rooting for for Trevor. I know Zach is the resident Trevor stand in this room, but I am going to be rooting for Trevor Simeon tonight. I only root for my money. <laughs> Unless I'm emotionally hedging, but Trevor's not good enough for, to make me emotionally hedge for him. Yeah, unfortunately, guys, I got to roll with the Bills. Uh, this this started at three or like three and a half, and man, I should have jumped all over it. I just got lazy, uh, but I still like it at six. It's six, six and a half. I still like the Bills here. Uh, and what I also really like, guys, is potentially doing a little teaser on this, and then I love all three games. Pick, do a six point teaser, put the Bears at plus three, put the Cowboys to minus one and a half, and get the Bills at even. Boy, I like that a lot. What's the juice on that tease piece? Uh, it would be, I think it's like right around plus 100. So it's, it's even. Mm, okay. Yeah. A lot of work, a lot of work for plus 100. It really is. It is. <laughs> I, 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 I get sucked into them though. They don't call them teasers for nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, they always look good. They always look good. Okay. Uh, man. Yeah, I think this is uh this is Bills by a by a billion. They're putting the bill in billion. Oh. <laughs> I think so too. It's gonna be a rough day there in New Orleans, but the the Bills Mafia is gonna be all out. 
All right, so that that's all the games we have, right? Yep, yeah, that's that's it. that's it. So the last thing I have for you guys is this. Give me your favorite dish that will be served at your family's Thanksgiving today. But also, I want to know your least favorite dish that will be served at your family's Thanksgiving today. Zach? This is so easy for me. We'll start with least favorite turkey. Come on, guys. I mean, it it it, it is. It's the biggest staple, but it's the biggest sham. I mean, why are we eating turkey on Thanksgiving? I, I I'd rather just go without a piece of meat on my plate. I'd rather go with anything else outside of turkey. Uh, last night with my uh, with my fiance, we we had Thanksgiving with her family and. I had one bite of turkey, gave her the rest. And that's all I needed for this Thanksgiving was one bite. So I'm probably just going to pass the turkey, not even have any because my plate is going to be half of my plate is going to be a hunk of mashed potatoes. And I'm going to make the little gravy bowl, pour some gravy in, then pour some some peas in there, have them swimming around. And uh, that is the best part of the meal. I typically don't like my foods combining, but man, those three things together are just mm, so good. Yeah, no foods combining, Zach. That's got to be tough on Thanksgiving when you're trying to pile 17 <laughs> things onto your plate. That, that's why, you know, that's why maybe I'll just do a whole plate of that and then I don't have to worry about the other things touching. That's good. That's good. I like it. Mace? Yeah, see, I did Thanksgiving last weekend and we kind of kept it simple because uh, for, for a bunch of reasons – and we just distilled it down to the good stuff. So there was nothing I really didn't like. I would say probably the least on the plate was the uh, was the was the uh, was the corn, and it was literally just I threw a couple of frozen bags in the microwave and uh, oh out came the gosh. corn. <laughs> Why? I thought you were taking away the useless stuff. Oh yeah. So just but my daughter likes corn. So uh. but that's so, but. The plate was, but it was all stuff that I ate, and I cleaned my plate. It was mashed potatoes with gravy, turkey with gravy, sweet potato casserole. I had three helpings of that and <laughs> stuffing. And then, of course, jellied cranberry sauce straight from the can. Is that your number one? Uh, no, the number one sweet potato casserole. Like, I could do without everything else if I had to, but sweet potato casserole has to be there. And, in fact, one Thanksgiving where – there wasn't sweet potato casserole. I'm like, I'm lost. I was, you know, it was. <laughs> so Mace, what, what's like a shame to that? Cast- okay. It's sweet potatoes. And then you got some brown sugar. You can do a little cinnamon with it as well. Kind of to make the sauce. And then you top it with a layer of marshmallows. Yeah. It's basically it. pie. It is. It's my, like my, like my daughter and I say, you get dessert twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's really true. I, I yeah. love it. I love it that dish too mm-hmm. um for me my least favorite i don't even know who brings this every year but it's always on the table and i honestly don't dislike brussels sprouts i like brussels sprouts but whoever's bringing our brussels sprouts is bringing these like steamed brussels sprouts that are just like flavorless and hard mm-hmm. and it just does absolutely nothing for me like it doesn't add to my plate uh, I, like i said like you know on like a tuesday night I'll have, you know, chicken and Brussels sprouts and love it, but like roasted Brussels sprouts, with salt on there, mm. um, maybe a little bacon involved. These are just like, it's just like a big bowl of steamed rocks. Um, so count me out on that. 
Honestly, Ryan, I, that Brussels sprouts may have the biggest degree of variance from being like bad yes. to really good. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it's just it's throwing them in the microwave and steaming them. And then they're mushy, they're soggy, they're flavorless. Whereas if, if you do it right on the stove, you put some cream, you, you put some spices, they can be really, really good. But yeah, the ones that are done just thrown, thrown in the microwave, those, those are no good. I was like, no one asked, like, we don't need this. We have a hundred <laughs> other dishes. Why are we half-assing this? <laughs> right. um, like at the bar, we have some like um, balsamic glazed yeah. um, with like a, with, parmesan and bacon bits like those are fire so good but if when you look and you see them and they're like still bright green something's wrong <laughs> you yeah. don't want those yeah so ryan is your favorite dish your stuffing i hate to do this i really <laughs> do i i don't want to strain my arm patting myself on the back but yeah my <laughs> stuffing is by far the best thing that is served at thanksgiving in fact i'm doubling the um I'm, I already had doubled the recipe for previous years. I'm quadrupling the recipe this year. One, because there's a few more people coming to our Thanksgiving this year, which is exciting. Got my uh, brother-in-law's family coming. Nice. Um, but two, because we, I just want to set aside uh, pre-Thanksgiving dinner leftovers for us to keep because my stuffing always gets ravaged and then there's no leftovers to have of it. <laughs> so is that lunch and dinner tomorrow then? Hopefully, hopefully there's enough, <laughs> uh, enough leftover. We usually go with like, you get the King's Hawaiian rolls. Um, and then you take some Turkey, some cranberry sauce, some stuffing, maybe some gravy, throw it on a King's Hawaiian, have like little Thanksgiving sliders. You sold me at uh, King's Hawaiian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no one's ever had a bad sandwich on a King's Hawaiian roll. Man, I'm dying right now, guys. I'm so hungry. It just turned 9 a.m. <laughs> I know, I know. When are you guys, when are you starting? We start right after Broncos. So the, the turkey's in at my mom's house right now, and then I'll head over right after Broncos, and I think we eat right around 1. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. I don't think we're I don't think I'm eating until like 3.30 earliest, and, and I'm yeah. already craving stuffing so me too problem here. <laughs> all right boys this has been great this has been fun uh hope everyone enjoys this i i imagine people are like listening to this as they're driving to their parents house or something you know going across the state a little bit um but appreciate all of you guys for tuning in i've got i guess they can listen to this tomorrow too um so have a great thanksgiving or i hope you had a great thanksgiving depending on when you listen to this of course got to check out our friends over at green mountain dental group if you had too much sweet potato pie um and you got yourself a little sweet tooth there um if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam they'll hook you up with a free sonicare toothbrush so check out our friends over at green mountain dental group they've supported us for a long long time so we'd love it if you support them too but again that wraps it up for us zach mace happy thanksgiving appreciate you guys very thankful for you guys and very, very thankful for all the listeners who tuned in today we will catch you after the game uh, for our post-game reaction show. We'll see you.